0: This episode of Zero to Travel is brought to you by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with seven drive modes. The Pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys. Learn more at NissanUSA.com.
1: You're listening to the Zero to Travel podcast, where we explore exciting travel based work, lifestyle, and business opportunities, helping you to achieve your wildest travel dreams. Now your host, world wanderer and travel junkie, Jason Moore.
0: Hey there, it's Jason with ZeroToTravel.com. Welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging out, letting me bring a little travel into your ears today. This is the show to help you travel the world on your terms, to fill your life with as much travel as you desire, no matter what your situation or experience. Got a fun show for you today. I got the tables turned a little bit on me. Yes, this is an interview with me that my buddy Travis conducted actually from our Location Indie podcast. If you didn't know, I have another podcast called Location Indie. It's all about the location independent business side of things. So if you're somebody who is an entrepreneur or a budding entrepreneur, you want to have your own thing so you can control your travel schedule. That's how it started for me. I was like, you know what? I've been touring. I was a nomad for a decade. I was doing all these crazy jobs, but I always had my tour schedule dictated to me. And that was great for a long time. But then I wanted more control. I wanted to be able to be in certain places on my terms. Sound familiar? So I started down that path of location independent business. As soon as I heard that term, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. You'll hear me talk about that in this interview. And I immediately connected with that concept and thought this is so cool. I can set myself up in a way where I can not only be anywhere in the world I want to be as long as I have an internet connection and I can work, but I get to create something, something that is mine, something that gets me excited, gets me out of bed every day. And that something, part of that something is this, (laughs) this podcast right here. That was the genesis of the podcast. I always loved when people came to me for travel advice because I had been traveling for so many years and when people asked me uh, how they could do it or or they needed some help, man, did I get excited to just be able to help somebody out and I just have always been excited about helping people travel and and sharing that and that's how this podcast started. My desire to just share different ways you could travel the world. I didn't know would grow into all these other different things with a a community and, and all this stuff. I just started with the basic concept of hey, let's share stories and knowledge from different people who have done some incredible things. Let's get their perspectives, let's get their advice, their tips, all the stuff we do here, and just put it out to the world. And here we are, seven plus years later. I thank you so very much for being a part of this community. Of course, if you want to ever get in touch, jason at zero to travel.com is my email. Love hearing from listeners. Actually, have a shout out to somebody in this listening community that we'll share on the back end of this podcast, which is all about lifestyle redesign. Now, lifestyle design is a concept I'm a huge fan of. It's this concept of creating an intention and a plan or a vision, I should say, for a certain lifestyle that you want and then figuring out the pieces you need to put into place to make that vision a reality. That's where it all starts. It's what we do over at Location India and our Lifestyle Launch Academy. That's the work we do. And I absolutely love it. It's worked for me. I've seen it work for hundreds of people, thousands maybe at this point. And when I started with this, it was new to me. I hadn't thought of this being something you could do as sort of a layout the vision for the lifestyle that you want. It's so powerful. We do that for a lot of things and we don't even think about it, right? We, we do it, we have a work project we need to get done and we make a plan and we execute on that plan. And we do it in, with things in life all the time. But at the time when I first started getting into this, I never thought about just doing it for my life, which is cool. It kind of happened organically for me in the beginning, just started traveling and loving it and just kept going with that. But as I got older, I needed to kind of, Proactively shape things because things change, other outside influences happen, you you get into relationships, jobs, all these different things circling and swirling around you, coming into and out of your life. And that's what this show was about was this idea of lifestyle redesign. And I think once you set yourself up for a certain base level of freedom, I'm fortunate in that I am able to earn income as a location independent entrepreneur so I can earn income from anywhere, which made it really easy to not easy, but it made it much easier to make the transition to living abroad because there were certain income requirements I needed to have here in Norway to get permanent residency. And we don't need to go into the technicalities, but the point is I was able to bring my job with me. And that's pretty cool when you can bring your job around the world with you. You can travel anywhere. You could base anywhere. And that's, that's nice. So, with that base level of freedom, well, that, that's great. But also, other things have changed. A lot of things have changed in my life. I have two kids now, Yeah, living in a foreign country. There are just so many things. And that's what this conversation was all about. So my business partner over at Location Indie, Travis, we, we did a couple episodes over on the Location Indie podcast where we interviewed each other and talked about the last two years of our lives, how much has changed, and what the next two years might look like. And I'm sharing this because I want to get you thinking about these things as well. You know, you can hear my story and get a little background on what I've been up to, which is, you know, I have some little things I share here and there on the podcast, of course, but I don't usually share interviews with myself here. So, in that way, it's, it's sort of different, but I thought it might be helpful to get you thinking about some of these things and there are really some practical takeaways that you can have, that you can implement into your own life through this story. So I hope you enjoy hearing what a lifestyle redesign looks like for me, what the process is, where my head's at right now, and take away from this conversation what can help you. So this is a republished episode from the Location Indie podcast featured here on the Zero to Travel podcast. Enjoy this show and stick around for the other side. I got a shout out and a quote to
1: leave you with at the end. Now let's get into it. Let us take a journey back in time to April of 2019. Yes. Uh, what is, is that? Um, Wayne's World. Wayne's <laughs> it <rolling. laughs> start the timer welcome to the location indie podcast to behind the scenes unfiltered no holds barred look at the realities of location independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle i've never really drank coffee but i'm seeming pretty peppy after this half a can of vanilla draft latte maybe it's that caffeine Maybe it's the excitement of recording another podcast. Either way, glad to be here. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I am Jason. We're the co-founders
0: of the community, Location Indie, I-N-D-I-E. You can learn more at locationindie.com and sign up for our newsletter over there. We're all about the travel, freedom, lifestyle, lifestyle business. And I suppose it started with the lifestyle design, right, Trav, which is kind of a catchy buzzword in some ways, probably popularized by Tim Ferriss, I think it's fair to say, through the four-hour work week. But when I started hearing hearing terms like lifestyle design and location-independent, man, did the bells go off for me, dude. Because then I made the connection. I'm like, okay, yes, this is the freedom that I want, the flexibility to work from anywhere because I want to travel and explore the world and have the ability to take off whenever I want. But today... As we know, life goes on, life changes. And I think the theme of this show, or I know the theme of this show, is about lifestyle redesign, right, Trav? Because you do not stay static as an individual. And when we are talking about building a business around your ideal lifestyle, it's it's inevitable that your ideal lifestyle is going to change in some way, shape, or form. And then you have to kind of take a look and and it happens in real time, right? So sometimes you need to take a step back and think, all right, hey, where are things going? What might I want to tweak? What do I need to do now to set myself up for where I want to be in the next you know, year or two or three? You know, short, Shortish, longish term in a way. And it's important to kind of intentionally design your lifestyle the same way we do with the Lifestyle Launch Academy students. They're at the beginning of that journey in the present moment. But if you've been doing this for whatever, however long we have, seven or eight years... We have to do that too, right? That's what today's a bit about.
1: Yeah, I think there are time and place where you really can latch on to certain buzzwords. You know, some buzzwords come and go, some don't really fit the bill. I think lifestyle design is a buzzword that is worth latching on to because it explains very well a somewhat... Complex topic into words, and that is that you are looking at the lifestyle you are le- leading—a holistic look: work, family, travel, health, where you live, you know how you're spending your time, everything, right? Like from when you wake up to when you go to bed, actually, even probably while you're sleeping. Hey, do you, do you prioritize a nice new mattress because it's comfortable? Right? You're looking at it from a holistic view, and you're saying, "I'm going to design the elements." To, to make myself, and we talked about this in the last episode, if you take yourself from a scale of a zero to a 10, what you're striving for is to get to that 10, knowing that not every day is going to be a 10, not every moment is going to be a 10, but from the overall perspective, you're saying, hey, I want my life to be a nine out of 10 for me, my nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10 looks different than Jay's nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10 that looks different than your 10 out of 10 that's cool. That's why you're the one who gets to design it. You're the one who gets to mold it. And so today, super excited for the show because we're going to do something that I had planned on doing with you just off the books, I guess to say off the record might be the better way of putting it and just have a sit down and say, Hey man, like we haven't really got to sit down and chat about what our lifestyles look like now and where we want them to go in two years. Because both of us have had major life changes in the past two years. And we believe it or not, don't get to have a lot of time to just have these discussions. It's like, oh, okay, Facebook ads are running. All right, this is happening, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's all this stuff. And so I actually, before we recorded today, was like, man, I really want to catch up with Jay and and talk to him about some of the big changes he had in the two years. And then what does he look like? What does two years look like for him if we're talking about an ideal um lifestyle? Because you and I are, are building a business together, and if we're building a business that doesn't dovetail with your ideal lifestyle or mine, then we have to take a step back and say, "Whoa, wh- what's the purpose of this?" And so we're going to do that now. And how we're going to set it up is each of us are going to have about ten minutes. Okay, so I'm going to play host, and I am going to ask you questions about your lifestyle, Jay, um, and and where you want it to go. So put a little framework in this. We're going to basically talk about the last two years. What have been the biggest changes for you in the last two years, and how your lifestyle looks from the years previous? What are the good, the bad, and the ugly? The things that you're like, okay, this might be worse or or not exactly where I want it to be. And then we're going to jump ahead two years and say, all right, what would you want it to look like in two years? Then we're going to flip the script. You're going to in your interview quote me, um, and then we're going to give you guys some tips and advice going forward, like at the end, for you to. Think through this and do a thought exercise on your own. So are you good to go, Jay? You're good to go. We're looking at a a four-year window today, two years previous, two years in the future.
0: One, One bit of housekeeping really quickly. Chris, throw off that timer. Throw off that timer, man. There's no way we're finishing this one on time. Bam, bam, bam. Buzz it now. Get it out of your system because we are done. I just I just added five minutes to the episode at least because you said we'll each have 10 minutes. So, all right. That sounds good. I am ready to do this. All this right. So, fun.
1: let us take a journey back in time to April of 2020. 20- <laughs> 19. <laughs> yes. Uh, what is, is that? Um, Wayne's world. <laughs> <rolling>. <laughs> <laughs> Two years back in time, Jay. And then start thinking about from then until now for you, what have been the biggest lifestyle changes that have happened? And then let's start with that. And then we can dive into each one and say, whether it was like intentional Maybe non intentional, positive, negative, or just like, you know, both. Oh, I mean, I can I can summarize it pretty quickly. Uh,
0: uh, basically, uh, for anybody that's had small kids, it, it's uh, they already know this, and for those that haven't, you, you basically go into a a tunnel or, or, or a world that we would call small kids' world, right? And when your kids are one and three, as they were two years ago it's just uh it's just basically keeping your head above water, trying to get enough sleep, making sure they're taken care of, uh, all of the things that you need to do for small kids to keep them happy and healthy and and safe. And part of that for me is, you know, being stationary. I live as an expat in Norway and it's uh it's that's what it is. I mean, when when you have small kids, that's what you're doing all the time. You're living the small kids' life. It doesn't mean you can't travel around with small kids or do other things, but it it's just uh, it's exhausting. It's joyful, but it's also tiring in some ways. In, in the way that I wouldn't want to travel around with my kids that age, it just wouldn't be something that I'd want to do. Which is why I've been stationary, and that's what we'll probably get into later as we talk about lifestyle redesign. Is now that they are almost three and five. I think things are opening up a little bit. Uh, So, yeah, so I've just been living the, the life of an expat in Norway raising small kids. This episode is brought to you by U.S. Bank. Recently, I went out for tacos and it wasn't even Friday. Yes, we have Taco Friday in Norway, not Taco Tuesday. Well, more importantly, I could have earned rewards for every scrumptious bite of those chorizo soft shells. Introducing the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points when you go out for dining or order takeout and restaurant delivery, including tacos. Plus, you can earn two times points when you shop for or order your groceries. Two times points when you need to fill up or charge up at gas stations and EV charging stations. You're even rewarded with two times points just for your favorite streaming services. Go to usbank.com slash altitude. Go! To learn more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth $200 if you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Win big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Visit usbank.com slash altitudego to apply. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association pursuant to a license from Visa USA Inc. Some restrictions may apply. This episode of Zero to Travel is presented by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. From muddy jungle paths and snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder has the capability to take you to some of the most epic destinations on Earth. We're excited to partner with Nissan because our listeners know we love to celebrate the joy of exploring the world and finding the best off-the-beaten path destinations to visit. And there's no better vehicle for that than the 2024 Nissan pathfinder with seven drive modes the pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys and it even has the best towing capacity in its class up to 6,000 pounds so you can bring the fun with you but nissan also knows that it's not just about where you go in a pathfinder the real fun comes from getting there and that's something we love celebrating here on the zero to travel podcast we believe that life is about finding that joy within the journey itself and that's why We're thrilled to partner with Nissan to celebrate adventurers everywhere. So thanks again to Nissan for sponsoring this episode of Zero to Travel and for the reminder to chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures and enjoy the ride along the way. Learn more at
1: NissanUSA.com. You also have bought a, a bigger house. Uh, a much bigger house. So let's talk about- Less than a year ago. Yep. Let's talk about that change because you went from approximately 650 (laughs) square feet to about, I don't know, 1,500 square feet. So talk people through that. that Not that big. but Okay. Well, big (laughs) for Norway, not big by maybe US standards. But that that was a big change that I know you debated about a lot because it meant more money for accommodations and, and housing costs, but also- you know, as you mentioned, you had two kids and you were living in a 650 square foot apartment. So (laughs) overall, give us the positive and negative of that decision in the last year, because you've now been there for about a year.
0: Well, I can say, uh, we've been here for, let's see, six months, actually only six months. which just hard to believe. Um, Oh, it's been wonderful. I mean, super happy we did it. It's, uh, a dramatic increase, I think it not dramatic, we had a great time at the old apartment, but uh we were ready for some more space. I have my own little office up here in the loft, and we live right next to the woods, uh, especially we didn 't know a pandemic was going to hit, but this has been a wonderful place to to be you know We relocated uh, I guess it was yeah, the pandemic was happening, we were some months into it and we just kind of saw what was happening just like you know this is going this is going to be a while we need some more space and just being uh, near nature uh really value the community here where we live it's uh it's a concentrated little borgslag they call it here in Norway where it's just uh, townhouses basically congregated together on this hill next to the woods and a lot of people have kids a lot of people are in our stage of life so we we already see even though during covid we can't interact as much with people but you can see how you know you'd be able to let your kids run out and play they'll be able to play in the woods i i had a value for that growing up to being able to play in the woods and being around nature we have a swimming lake nearby and all these things so uh daily lifestyle has been awesome up here uh, of course it's a challenge socially with the pandemic but that's for everybody you know um so that's been great now part of that was you know, i also sold my condo in Colorado. And that was hard to cut ties with because I have emotional ties to Colorado and, you know, you know, travel with real estate, you always kind of have second doubts like, should I have kept it? You know, I could have kept doing the Airbnb thing or, you know, but I kind of wanted to get the money so I could have, so we could comfortably afford this place. Um, But that's a TBD item, right? Like I haven't reinvested that money yet. So I don't know if that's, was the right move or the wrong move? (laughs) It's hard to say. (laughs) You but, bring up a,
1: an interesting point because I think everyone, whether it's them downsizing because they're ready to downsize or moving from a house to a van or upsizing like you because you have a family or like me because my family was getting bigger or just a lateral move of like, not really upsizing or downsizing, but I'm, I'm changing, I'm moving, I'm going somewhere else. It's a different house. It's whatever uh, is the emotional component. and you know for you there was two emotional components one was leaving the the smaller apartment that you were in in oslo and and you know leaving those memories behind but you're probably like at a point correct me if i'm wrong oh, yeah, you're we were, like we okay were ready. this is too yeah. small like yeah, yeah memories are great too work. small but the colorado yeah. property i i know from talking to you had a bitter a bigger hold on you because when you sold that, it's almost like, well, I'm cutting ties to this past life that was a lot different because back then you didn't have a family, you were single, you were living in Colorado, not Norway. So there are some tough decisions that that have to be made. To your point, you don't know if it was the quote unquote right or wrong, but it, it got you what you needed in the moment, right? And I think a lot of times we sit there and we worry about something being super permanent when It's not like you could go and reinvest that money in another condo in Colorado today if you wanted, right? So I want to kind of hold your feet to the fire a little bit and ask you about, I want you to give me a few of the positive things that a more stationary life in the last two years has led to. But then we are going to talk about, I don't want to call them negative, but difficult things or obstacles you faced. As you mentioned, when we're recording this you know, everyone has been a bit more stationary in the last year because of the pandemic. The year before that, you were a bit more stationary because you had little kids. So what are some of the things that that have sprung up for you where you're like, man, I wasn't typically stationary, but I have been more stationary for two years. But this is a nice outcome from that.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, we have a pretty simple daily life, which I appreciate. It gives me time to think. I I don't... We don't have a car. I walk everywhere. My kids' daycare is in walking distance. Um, Like today, after I dropped them off, I went to the soccer field nearby and and just worked out and then walked through the woods home past the lake. It's just nice. We get our groceries delivered here. (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of chill and you settle, settle into a rhythm that's not too chaotic. And in that way, I feel like it's helped me slow down and just not... You know, having been on the road for so long and growing up the way I did and everything, it's just you know you feel like oh you I'm I'm like the kind of guys like always ready to go do something you know or always wanting to do something and and it's it's not always healthy I think in some ways you know so for me Norway has helped me kind of appreciate the smaller things you know getting into cooking and um, I feel like the culturally here people have a, a really great appreciation for nature and for some of these you know smaller sort of simple. Pleasures like you go out and pick blueberries with your kids, or you know these these kind of things. It sounds like idealic, but in some ways it is, right? And and it's it's not just the activity; it's more of the mindset around that, right? It's like, okay, yes, hey, listen, I'm content with the travels I've done. I've done a lot. It's not like I'm somebody who never got to travel, and and now I'm just you know stuck and I can't go anywhere. And it's like I've had a lot of experiences. I know the world's waiting and I will I miss traveling and I'll get out and ha- and do it again. But there's something to be said about finding contentment within just being in one place in the daily life, which took some time a- after being nomadic. And I, I I certainly learned that in Colorado, but then I had to almost relearn it here in Norway. So, and uh, being able to like get some music equipment and I, I, I'm into songwriting now and I started playing with this band and, and that was always a dream of mine, right? Like you can't, it's hard to do if you're traveling around to have those connections and, and have a group of guys that you like to play music with and write songs with and, you know, things like that. So there are uh, benefits there, I think, uh, in terms of local community. Yeah, yeah, there
1: is there is something to be said for a slower pace of life, for, for a simpler life. I felt that exact same way in Japan. I didn't want to live there forever. But for two years of my life, it was a much simpler scaled down version of life because there weren't, I wasn't being pulled in a lot of directions. You know, some of that led to a bit of loneliness at times because I didn't have as many friends, as many people around me, but overall it was a nice feeling of like, all right, there's a few things I can do. There's a few people I can be with and, or I could be by myself. And I learned more to appreciate more being by myself than I had previous when I could feel every waking moment with basically a friend or a family member or something. Um, Let's let's flip it a little bit and talk about some of the obstacles with this redesign of the last two years of, of being an expat in Norway in a country where when you first went there, you didn't speak the language. Now you do. So bravo to that, right? But there have been a lot of things you've had to go through and there have been a lot of things with the kids like on top of that. It's like new, new country, new culture, uh, moving kids. So what are some of the things that you look back on the past year and you're like, all right these have been tough and that will lead us into the next section where we talk about how can maybe those things be easier or how can they become conduits for the next two years to change some of those things?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's been, um, challenging like anybody's life. Right. But maybe the challenges are a little different being in, a in a foreign country. Like you said, the culture is different. Sometimes it's harder it took, you know, time to make friends, uh, to to build those social connections. It does take time for that, anyway. You have to. The only way to do that is to spend time with people, and to spend time with people, you have to have time. So uh, that is the way it is, right? Um, I think learning the language, of course, really helped to connect me to the culture and the people here, and to be able to communicate. I'm, I'm not, I'm not like anywhere close to being that good at it, but good enough where I understand everything that's going on around me and I can communicate with people and things like that. So, so just
1: your normal yeah. oblivious self then. <laughs> yeah, you understand it. You don't really know what's going on, but you're like, I at least understand <laughs> the words coming out of their mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh,
0: yes. And the the weather is a huge thing here, right? Uh, it, it The winters are long. Uh, this year, for example, it was a month of Darkness, not because I live up north. It wasn't totally dark; like the sun does come up where I live, but because it was cloudy and gray every day. The but it was like that in the north of Norway. There's 24 hours without uh, any sun for months in the winter, and it's the opposite in the summer. You know, the midnight sun. But uh, that is hard when you go a month and you don't see the sun. That was very difficult. And pile the pandemic on with that and everything. It was a pretty low time for me. So, uh, uh, it got, but it got me thinking about. The lifestyle redesign is like okay. How can I? What I'm, I'm in this process now, figuring out what does it look like to not spend the winters here, right? I've got two kids and they do need to go to school. um But is there a solution around that? And and is that a solution that will work? It's not about me. It's about them. And we're here in Norway. I think I think that was the clear choice for us when we found out we were having a kid. And uh, truthfully I hate to say this cuz I'm from the USA and I'm a proud American but this is a better place to raise your kids it just is I mean it's a lot less stressful because of the social support um, it's lots less less stressful financially and uh, it's just it's safer it's just better um, there's a lot of value around nature it's 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 a great place to to raise kids but that doesn't mean it's easy to be here all the time you know and the weather is is a is a challenge man so um, looking at well, what can I do to like what could we do over the next year or two to experiment and and, and try some things out and set it up in a way where it, it might work for people to to be gone for some months. And and if it doesn't, that's okay too, because I have to take into account other people's it's not just about, hey, this is the lifestyle I'm redesigning and you guys are all on board with this. You know, it has to be everybody on board because we're a family. So uh, one of those things is figuring out, okay, how, how would it look if my kids went to school for six months in an international school in Spain or something, and then they were spending six months in school in Norway you know, for the second half of the year or, 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 or vice versa, right? Is, th- is that something that a school here would accept? Is that a possible solution? So these are the type of things that I'm thinking about.
1: And you're right that it doesn't, it's not obviously all about you. It's not all about me when I'm talking about my family, but I think it does have to start with you saying, okay, what is it that I would want for myself and for the best interest of my family? Because without asking yourself that question, like it's not going to happen, right? It has to start with like, here's what I would want. Here's what I think could work. Now let's work backwards and say, would it work for my wife would it work for the kids you know and then and then like you said going through step by step of like well what would need to happen all right first step you know blah 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 right like figure out if it's worth it so i just wanted to tie your part up a little bit one of the things that you you mentioned let's let's fast forward you 2 years in the future and i'm not, don't worry about the details don't worry about the how it's going to work but just focus on what you would like to have a accomplished. So if we're two years in the future and it's April uh what is that 2023? That it, it's always weird to say 2020 and onward. I it's odd, but April 2023, a quarter of the way through a new century almost, um what would you have liked to happen? Like what would the idealized version of your life look like? Would you love to have
0: an incredible cup of coffee? Sign up over there at zerototravel.com slash trip to get all the details. Thanks for listening and hope to see you there. Well, funny you say this because uh, I got a great question from Kristen, our CPA and bookkeeper, and she asks, hey, what does your ideal one-year trip with your family look like? I'd love to hear what plans you have in store post-COVID or what you're dreaming up. And this was cool because this is stuff that's been going on in my head, but I hadn't actually wrote it Written it out, and uh, you know, obviously I value travel <laughs> and I see the window of travel tightening, perhaps that's a mindset thing too, but my daughter will start school when she's six, so next year in the fall will be her um like last year in, in daycare, and you know, just with the systems the way they are with schools and all, it just becomes more difficult, right because you have to work with an, an outside entity to get your kid in school or bring them out. And they have to accept the education and, and from other places and all this stuff, right? But since it's just daycare, well, there's time to go off and do something. So I would have liked to been on the road with my family for at least six months to a year. And this was a great exercise because I answered the question and what a year on the road with my family to me would look like, it would be something like this. Six weeks in the USA, visiting with family, just hanging out with family three and a half months road tripping around the USA in an RV with my family, something like that, where we're just living and camping and kind of living nomadically in some way, even though we're not nomadic, but for, for a chunk of time, one month back in Norway, just recoup, hang out, be at home. And then six months volunteering slash home exchanging around Europe.
1: Now. Okay. That's a year. uh, That goes fast. That that you had (laughs) this written out because I didn't know I would ask that. And you didn't know I'd ask it. Good job, Kristen. Nice. Huh. Already on the same wavelength, wavelength as us. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that six months in Europe would be... When you say home exchange, would you want it to be, hey, I'm six months in one place and traveling from there? Would you want it to be three months in one, three months in another, or month, 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 month? Like What would be... It would be, be slow, slow travel. So you'd want... give me Tell me what that is.
0: It doesn't matter. It would be based on the opportunities and the experiences. Yeah, I know, so I know, if, but
1: we're talking about your dream. We're not talking about like what actually. Oh yeah, no, no, but it really does. It, it
0: it's I it really op that open in that way, right? Okay. Like, um. So, but at you least know,
1: probably a, a two months in a spot, then two months and two months. You'd want to slow it down to that extent.
0: Yeah, I'd probably look for opportunities to to do sharing economy type stuff, so we can get our house taken care of and also we could stay for free in somebody else's place and go to places like, you know, the South of France or something and just enjoy food or check out some places in Eastern Europe where we can live in a mountain town and just hang out or some beach places. Right. And maybe Greece, you know, maybe Southern Italy.
1: I don't know. Okay. All right. That's good enough. I, I'll let you off the hook. It's a good enough answer. I do want to get more specific to, at some point. We have a coach, Jay and I, uh, that we share. Stan, he, he he does coaching with both of us. Um, and he will do it. We'll, our next episode, I'm throwing this out there to everyone, Jay, so make sure we make a note of this. We're going to talk about the perfect average day exercise. Uh, we'll get into that next episode. Don't worry. But the point is that you have to be hyper specific. So like, if Jay would have given me the answer like, maybe Greece, maybe Eastern Europe, I would have been like, no, tell me where. And like, if it doesn't, if you don't end up in Bonsko, Bulgaria, not the end of the world, but like, what would be for you the ideal, right? And and so yeah. you got a little work to do with so, that six month plan, man. Give me three yeah. places. That's what I want. Like Greece, <laughs> Bulgaria and South of France. Boom. All right. All that's right. your ideal, right? So.
0: Yeah. So I mean, yes, the idea of getting on the road with my family and doing having that whole experience before Ellie's in school. And then on the back end of that, I I think I see it as a good, um, experiment, right? Hey, is this something that we enjoyed as a family? How, how about the kids? How would they feel about doing something like that again? How would they feel about being away for six months and then, and back, you know? Uh, so that is, uh, that I think is a good, goal because it also ties in with the stuff afterwards. So we can see how that experience is. Maybe we're like, Hey, that was cool. I'm tired. I don't want to do anything like that for a while. So maybe when they're, maybe we don't do anything like that again until they're 10 or 15 or something or or never again until they are out of school. And then my wife and I go, go do it. I mean, who knows? Not like we'll stop traveling, but you know what I mean? So right,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, awesome friend of the show, Jason Robinson and longtime LI member. He was actually just here at my house a few days ago, uh, has an awesome site called The Nomad Experiment. And, and the whole theme and basis of what he talks about is, hey, if you just look at everything you're doing as an experiment, it takes the weight off your shoulders a bit because you're saying, I'm not committing to this forever. Like you said, we're going to try this for six months or three months or t- 12 months. And if we don't like it the way we think we might, or we like it, but we're done with it, cool. But now we know, right? Versus kind of pining for something that that might be idealistic, that that you're not thinking through uh, the the downsides of it, or vice versa. You're like, oh, well, this isn't going to be as good as I thought. So it's not even worth the effort of me getting two kids in your case and doing this. You're going to miss out on all these other things that happen. So it it, it really comes down to saying... All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to commit to it, and then we'll we'll reevaluate, right? And that's business. That's life. That's lifestyle. That's everything. Um, I'm going to throw it. I'm going to ask you the question, Jay. Here, we're we're end, we're done with your section. Do you want to throw it to me and continue on this longer episode, even though Chris is like has a buzzer ready, or should we split this up into two episodes? And I'll just be grilled by you on another one. <laughs> what do the people well, Chris, want?
0: Chris did buzz us out. I don't know. What do you guys want? What do you guys want? Um, well, you tell me because you got to answer the questions. My, I, my kids just got home and I do have to go make them dinner and all that kind of stuff. So should we... Should we get?
1: Do you, do you have your vision clear or should we... We'll, we'll save this. Have, here's what we'll do, guys. We were going to get into my part, but what we're going to do is I next episode, Jay will throw it to me. So this gives everyone the choice. If you liked this dialogue that we had this kind of lifestyle redesign for Jay and you're like that was cool to hear a little bit of the inner workings of Jay's mind and pulling the curtain back on his lifestyle bit and you want to hear it about my life uh, come back for the very next episode because we'll do that if you didn't like it skip the next episode because two episodes from now we're gonna talk about your perfect average day exercise so now you guys foreshadowing know the next two episodes that are coming up uh it'll be trap oh, lifestyle redesign next and then the perfect average day.
0: Two quick notes on, on on that. First of all, I'm sorry that you had to get a peek at the interworkings of my mind, as Travis said. And secondly, no, Travis, you never tell people, don't listen to the next show. Of course you got to listen to the next show. You got to hear Travis's it's lifestyle turns. redesign. You know he's going to drop, right. drop some knowledge bombs. Was I just going to say that? No, I'm not going to say that. Guys, but, it's uh,
1: your choice. Spend your time how you prefer. But right, I did want to ask, is it interworkings or inner-workings? I said inter, but I think it would make sense to be probably inner. inner. Yeah,
0: it, it's inner-workings.
1: Someone get the grammar police. Um,
0: cool, guys. Yes, it, I guess it, it is. And it's also a 2016 movie uh, by Walt Disney Pictures or something. Okay. I don't know. Anyway.
1: Surprised neither of us have seen that since we both have kids. Um, Thank you guys for listening. As I said, next episode, we'll dive into into what my life has looked like in the past two years and what I envision it'll look like two years in the future. Tune in if you want. If you feel guilty, because Jay was like, you got to tune in to Travis part. That's cool. We don't care why you're tuning in. We hope it's because you like it. Um, And then two episodes from now, we are going to dive into this idea of the perfect average day. And it's a really... Uh, game changing exercise that i've done that jays working on that had that i had people in our challenge do and it it's all, it's a similar thing to what we're talking about now except instead of looking 2 years in the future you're looking at one day and being hyper specific of what that day would look like um and we've gotten tremendous feedback from people who have done this who said man i really thought that this would be a bit of a chore But I have enjoyed every moment of it. And uh, I can tell you that I personally did too. And it took me many hours to do it. And I was craving doing it, Jay. So um, yeah, so that'll be two episodes from now where we talk about the perfect average day exercise. And uh, yeah. Very cool. And uh, thanks for the
0: time here on the Soapbox. I had a blast. It's always good to talk about these things. with you. Like Travis said, we'd be we would have this call anyway. You would just be listening in because we're recording it or you are listening because we're recording it. But it is great to talk about these things and to really answer these questions and dig in because the only way the lifestyle redesign or the tweaks or whatever you want to call it happens is by getting it down, making a plan, really bringing it to life and, and really beginning to get an understanding of what it is that you may want and, and, and when you do that, then you have, you have something to start working towards, something to start taking tep- steps towards, and it just makes everything more concrete. Which is why, like going back to that question Kristen asked, it was great because I had thought about these things but never actually written them down. So it was really cool to just sketch out what does a year look like on the road with and, my family. And, and that, and, that would and those be, questions are powerful.
1: That would be my goal for all of you, right? I told you I'd give you an activity or an exercise. I, I like as a teacher to to not just have you listen to what we said and not just have it rattle around up in your brain, but to do something to, to get it out and and to make it a little more concrete. And so the exercise I'll give you guys is look back two years from from how, whatever day you're listening to this and say, write out what the biggest changes have been in your lifestyle in those past two years. For Jay, it was, hey, we, we had two young kids, so we had just had a second kid on the way. All right, we've done that. We bought a new house you got your residency in Norway, Jay. You became fluent or conversational, maybe you would call it, but in in Norwegian. Um, you know, all these different things that you you have a home office, you start going to a co-working space, right? We didn't even touch on all of it, but I'm dropping an EP with with the band. Yeah, you st- right, you started playing with the <laughs> band, right? And so, you know, you don't have a car. And so all that kind of stuff. So write down those things, just get them out. What is changing your life in the last 2 years? And then from this day forward, say All right. Out of those things that changed, like, are there any that I would want to change again in the next two years? If it was up to me, how would I redesign them and be hyper specific? And I'll give you the example that I just said to Jay. Like, Instead of saying, hey, I want to do six months uh, in a home exchange in Europe, say, how? You want two months in Bulgaria, followed by two months in Greece, followed by two months in Paris? Cool. Write that out. The more specific you are, the better it's going to be because it's going to a help you visualize it, and b it's going to give you a target to shoot for. If you know you really crave being in Paris, well, you can start looking for home exchanges now. You know, yes. Um So, and I mean, we had business tonight.
0: goals, of course, but we were looking more at the lifestyle side, and like we, like we preach, we practice what we preach. Right? Figure out the lifestyle side first, and let's figure out how we can. Whoosh, Squeeze that business into that.
1: Well, maybe we'll do the business one redesign as another episode um, for you guys to get it behind the peak, uh, behind the curtain peak at the business, the inner workings or interworkings of the business. Thank you guys for listening. Check out everything out over at com. Best thing you could do, only thing you should do is hop on the email newsletter because we tell you when we're open in the community. We tell you when we're running challenges. We tell you when we have new guides coming out because we're putting together some really cool things like quizzes and lifestyle calculators and some uh, digital nomad visa guides and stuff like that, some bigger projects that we're working on. And the best way to find out about all that is not just by listening to podcasts because we don't always do stuff that's time sensitive here, right? It's a little more evergreen is by hopping on the email newsletter list and you will be getting all the information there. So if you're not on there, go sign up now. LocationIndie.com Thank you guys for listening. Jay, thanks for being on the hot seat. Thanks for having me. Cheers.
0: There you have it. My chat with Trav, the tables were turned. I really enjoyed kind of talking through this, and you probably heard me working some things out as we were having this conversation. And things are, of course, going to change, right? I'm wondering what you took away from this, how you're feeling, if there's anything here that you can implement into your life. Let me know what you thought about this show or any of the other shows, or just get in touch and share your story. Let me know if you want to ha- me to have a particular guest on, a topic I want to cover. You can always reach out. Jason at zero to travel.com is my email. I read them all. And in every set of show notes, I also leave a place where you can easily leave me a voice message. I always love to hear people's voices here in the community and to hear what you're up to. So drop me a line. Would love to hear from you. And I hope you found this useful and this concept of lifestyle redesign kind of staying on top of uh things in regards to where we want our lives to go. These are the things I think about. And sometimes it's overwhelming. And sometimes I know it's the right thing to do because if I just let too many days go by, then sort of the months go by. And then all of a sudden the years go by and that can happen. So I like to stay vigilant on where my lifestyle is at, where it's heading or maybe heading. And to make sure I do those course corrections or make those big changes if they need to come. And if there are some big changes that I need to make and they're going to take some time, well, I can try to identify them and and do my best to start working on them now instead of putting them off. Not always easy things, but valuable I've found for me in my life. And I hope that you found this show valuable. Again, if you like that and you want more location-dependent business type of stuff. On top of that, you can always subscribe to the Location Indie podcast, I-N-D-I-E. And I thank you for being a subscriber here. I want to give a shout out to somebody in the community. I'm not allowed to use her name because she said, if you read this on on your show, please don't use my name. And you'll hear why in just a second, because she's on a bit of a secret mission. She said, Hello, Jason. I've been listening to your podcast for several months now. Really find your show to be informative and entertaining. I listen to a new show every afternoon on my lunch walks around the neighborhood. My husband and I have been on the FIRE journey. That's Financial Independence Retire Early journey for the past five years, and we will be able to fully retire in about two years, fingers crossed. We are both 46 and have been saving and dreaming of a life of 100% perpetual slow travel. Neither one of us wants to ever work another day, and we just want to be able to explore different countries, foods, and experiences. Currently, we are keeping the entire thing secret from our jobs as we are both in high-profile positions in our corporate careers. Only a few family members and friends know about our plans, and we have received mixed support. Most people can't wrap their heads around leaving others and quote-unquote, things behind. Of course, we do plan on coming back to visit on occasion and plan to attend a variety of events such as graduations, weddings, and funerals. It's hard finding people we can relate to, so finding your podcast has really helped me see that once free, we won't be alone on this journey. There you go. You certainly won't be, and that is a big part of this podcast, right? The, the unconventional living. I would say the unconventional lifestyles, or at least unconventional uh, through the eyes of uh, certain individuals or maybe certain institutions that expect things to be a certain way. You know, I guess we're all a little bit unconventional in our own ways. And for those of us here as part of this community, I feel like unconventional lifestyles are indeed something that we often either consider or are living. And again... Uh, what unconventional subjective, right? So maybe, maybe in 10, 20 years, our lifestyles now will look conventional. Who knows? It's already becoming that way a little bit with remote work exploding and uh, more people than ever kind of traveling around and bringing their work with them because of the internet. So things are uh, the world's changing, the world's changing for sure. Uh, anyway, I want to say congratulations to blank. I can't say her name, <laughs> but. Uh, really excited for you and your plan. Sounds like you've been working really hard to get to this point. So enjoy. And yeah, let me know when you're getting ready to take off and leave your job because maybe we'll have to have you on the podcast to share your journey. Then you can talk about it openly, right? After you've kind of let your company know you're already quitting. Okay, before I let you go, it's time for a quote now. from the old quote drawer. Let's see. Here's one from Paramahansa, Nithyananda, who said, "Possess nothing, enjoy everything. Possess nothing, enjoy everything. Hmm, some food for thought as you go about your day or night. Smile, take a chance today. Do something a little uh, a little wild, maybe something you've been putting off for some time." Haven't said this in the show for a while, but if not now, then when, right? Write a letter to your friend. Tell somebody you haven't told in a while that you love, that you love them. Give somebody a hug. Lend an ear. I don't know. Eat a pizza. <laughs> Do your thing. Thanks so much, and I will see you next time. Peace and love.
1: This podcast has been brought to you by zero ideas and advice to make your travel dreams a reality.